It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, and I'm joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Paul, the bats are starting to come alive. They're uh, out in the desert. Yeah, it was good to see, Joe. I think, you know, always, you know, it's a cliche, but usually the pitchers are ahead of the hitters early in camp because they come, you know, they're coming to camp earlier. They get, they start throwing those bullpens and, you know, live BP and uh, it takes the hitters a little time to catch up. And uh, we saw that yesterday, Uh, you know, they hit five home runs in a 6-1 win over Milwaukee. And uh, uh, Max Moroff hit a big home run against Seattle to put him up and uh, turned out to be the game winner. Well, uh, not just Max Moroff, but all of the, the Indians' young outfielders who are really out there competing for, for jobs and, and, and a spot on the, uh, the roster. Uh, you, you look at a guy like a Daniel Johnson who, uh, who hit a big home run and had a triple against uh, Colorado earlier in the week. Uh, Oscar Mercado has uh, several extra base hits and a home run earlier in the spring. Uh, these are guys who, who know that they're, they're in it to – to earn a spot on the team, and, and they're really performing highly right now. Yeah, you know, I don't know if they're going to win a spot in the team, Joe, but I think they're, they're looking to make an impression, you know. I mean, they, they I think both those guys probably need to need to play a triple-A or double-A again, you know, a little bit a little bit more seasoning. But, you know, they certainly are getting a chance now. They're getting a lot of at-bats early in camp with, you know, some veteran guys being uh, eased into the lineup more. And they're taking advantage of it. You know, Mercado's a speed guy with, that, you know, we've seen him. I mean, it looks like he's got a good arm, can run, can track the ball down. And Johnson, like you wrote today, got a lot of tools. You know, he's got power. He's, he can play all three outfield spots. He's got a good arm and he can run. And, uh, you know, he came over in the Jan Gomes deal and uh, he's taking advantage of it. So, you know, with the, everything those guys can do right now, is planting a seed for later, sometime down the road, and you know Francona and and the, and the coaching staff is going to remember these guys. And if you know a need arises and they're playing well, they they, they could be on the next uh, bus to uh, Columbus. Yeah, I mean well, Columbus, Cleveland from Columbus to Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. One thing that Tito did mention about Daniel Johnson, he saw he saw him or he, he took you know two of the the sweetest swings he said uh, against left-handed pitching. You know Johnson, a left-handed bat, not necessarily what the, the Indians might have uh, needed in that Jan Gomes trade. They, they, got, uh, they have so many left-handed outfield bats right now, but uh, you know, he, he was able to stand in there against two of Colorado's better left-handed pitchers 
and and get big hits uh, in, in that game earlier this week. Yeah, the uh, the triple was uh, against uh, against Kyle Freeman, their their ace, Colorado's ace, lefty that won like seventeen games last mm-hmm. year. So yeah, that's uh, that's <laughs> that's that'll something you know that that'll get you noticed. And and you talk about that Jan Gomes trade. Uh, another piece that that came to the tribe uh, in that deal was Jeffrey Rod, uh, Rodriguez, and he when he came over the the big question about him was can he can he be around the plate can he fill up the strike zone uh cut down on his walks and it, it looks like he's he's doing that he's uh pitched four innings hasn't given up uh, a run and uh, just two walks in those four innings yeah it's interesting joe because he's pitched two innings each time so they're kind of stretching him out they might be looking at him you know now this is a guy that i think might be able to make the bullpen you know he pitched in the big leagues last year uh, more of a starter than than a reliever for for Washington, but uh, this is a guy that you know obviously can go two innings. Um, you know he's got a big arm. He throws in the high nineties. Uh, you know, and like you said, control is the issue with him. So, but I think he's helping himself right now. It, it, you, you mentioned that they're trying to stretch him out, and and looking at the way that maybe Tampa Bay has been using their bullpen, uh, not necessarily saying that the Indians need to go with an opener here, which, which they clearly don't. They've got five guys who can all start for any team in the league, but you know, maybe to, to cut down on some of the innings for a guy like a Corey Kluber, uh, or if, if Shane Bieber, you know, you, you want to give him a five and fly, you, you've got Rodriguez maybe stretched out to two innings and you can bring him in as a guy behind them. Yeah, I mean, and they need, you know, they need somebody to bridge that gap. You know, the, I think they need a lot of help in the bullpen. But and one of those one of those roles that has to be filled, you got to get a guy that you can go two or two in the third, two and two and two third innings. You know, if if the starter has to leave early, and you got to if you got to lead or you got to keep the game, keep the score close. You know, and and Rodriguez, uh, you know, he he he's had a you know I, I haven't seen him under game conditions. But he certainly has is is off to a good start, and uh, that's encouraging. You know, so you've got we haven't seen you know the and the young infielder the Indians got, you know, the, the third player in that deal, um, Mondesi or I, I'm not saying Mon- Monastero. Yeah, and he he played a little bit against uh, Milwaukee yesterday, so right. we haven't really seen him. But you you look at Daniel Johnson and and uh, Rodriguez, the early returns. You know, the, uh, the Indians have to be encouraged with that deal. And, yeah, like you mentioned, they, they still haven't seen uh, Tyler Clippard either, uh, you know, come in, uh, the, the guy they signed. So, uh, again, like you're talking about the, the configuration of the, that bullpen, uh, maybe they're, they're thinking about Rodriguez in that, that middle-to-long sort of role. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot more holes that still need to be plugged, and, and we haven't seen Tyler Clippard, you yeah. know, throw yet. So. And, you know, uh, another, he's more what? He's more of a setup closer guy, right? He's yeah, he's more like an eighth inning guy. Yeah, so I mean, he, you know, so yeah, that's you know, that's a I forgot I forgot they signed Tyler Clippard. <laughs> Guys have been coming fast, coming coming into the camp so fast. I forgot about Clippard and you know Hanley Ramirez. I mean, you know, one after another. Right there, are, uh, there yeah, are that's more, an interesting name. There are more innings than are there are more guys out there that need innings than that maybe are available innings to to pitch right now. If, if uh, and, they're going to have to get some B games or you know right, do some, yeah. Backfield games with the when the minor minor league kids get in. Well, and you talk about the backfield games. Uh, Tito mentioned yesterday that 
you know, they're still slow playing, sort of bringing along slowly. Corey Kluber, Carlos Carrasco, and Mike Clevenger. Those guys are still pitching on the backfields and, uh, you know, getting their work in in simulated games and won't appear in any exhibition games until they hit the 50 pitch mark, which is usually about like, uh, it, you know, so they can start a game and go three innings, right? Yeah, usually it's, you know, you know I thought, uh, well, Bauer went three innings already. Uh, and, so and that's Mike, a horse of a different yeah. color. Yeah, and Leak, Mike Leak from Seattle went three innings, I think, yesterday. But, uh, yeah, so I think it's like the third or fourth start. You know, I, I talked to somebody yesterday, a couple of days ago, and they said they were still – those guys are still about 10 days away from pitching in, uh, you know, in spring training games, Cactus League games. So we'll see. I think it's a good, it's a good idea, you know, especially with Kluber, a lot of mileage on him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and uh, Carrasco, you know, came close to bumped right up against 200 innings, Clevenger 200 innings and, and two, 200-plus strikeouts for the first time last year. So you want to be careful with those guys and, and not rush them into it. Right. And in the meantime, though, like you mentioned, Bauer, uh, the Indian starters who have pitchers who have started games in in the exhibition uh, slate so far, Bauer, uh, Shane Bieber, uh, even Sam Henches uh, really have exceeded expectations uh, in, in that regard. And, and you mentioned Adam Plutko uh, in his first start. He was he was lights out. Second start, you know, got through an inning and then got roughed up in his second inning. But uh, again, that's you're talking pretty much every Indians pitcher that started an exhibition game so far this season has has shown flashes of brilliance, uh, basically. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, you know, Bauer was what? I mean, 18 pitches for like three innings or whatever it was. Ten guys, 18 pitches, uh, and uh, Bieber, you know, was like, uh, you know, retired the side in order. Well, he gave up a hit, I guess. No, no, he, he retired six straight yesterday against Milwaukee. Yeah, and Hench, you know, the, the uh, kind of prospect, a 6'6 lefty. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what we got, a, a lefty pitcher for the Indians? What is this? Yeah, how about that? Yeah, and uh, he pitched a scoreless inning in his, uh, you know, Cactus League debut. So that's all encouraging. And Pluka, like you were saying, he pitched really well against, you know, this, uh, the uh, Cactus League opener against the Reds. And yesterday had a scoreless first inning and then got knocked around in the second. And that's going to happen. Yeah, Plicko, I think he realizes he's the number six starter. He's not, uh, he's not the guy who's going to beat anybody out unless there's, a, uh, you know, God forbid, an injury of any kind. But, you know, if he can go out there and, and, and be the ace in Columbus, I mean, I guess that's, that, that's the most you can ask about him. Yeah, you know, he was, he's got an option. And, you know, he's, he's uh, you know, kind of – he knows the role now. He was up and down five, six times last year. So he knows how to handle that. That's important, you know, just to realize that nobody hates you. That's You're just the odd man out. This is your turn to, to ride the train between Columbus and, and, and uh, Cleveland. You know, you kind of suck it up and you do that for a year or two. And uh, if, if you're good enough, you stick when, when your options are done or you go somewhere else and maybe they give you a shot. You know? So, you know, that's the way it goes with that. Speaking of odd man out, uh, and you mentioned him a, a couple minutes ago, uh, Hanley Ramirez now in camp with the Indians. Uh, another minor league deal with a, a non-roster invite to, to big league camp. Uh, this is the this is the low risk, high reward sort of move that the Indians are famous for in these these last couple of seasons. Bringing in a guy like Ramirez who has this incredible track record, 
uh, former rookie of the year and all-star with, uh, with Miami and, and Boston. And, and this is a, a guy who, if he's Hanley Ramirez from, you know, three, four years ago, he, he, he gives you that solid middle of the order, right-handed bat and can, can really come in and play DH and, and be what the Indians need right now. Yeah, I mean, they need a presence in the middle of the lineup. There's no doubt about that. Like we've, we've talked before on, the, you know, previous podcasts that they always seem to be a batter too short, you know, under the, you know, when they came to camp, it looked like they, they were missing somebody. They were missing somebody to place in, replace Encarnacion uh, in my mind. And I thought, you know, maybe Hanley Ramirez is a guy now, you know, he's in camp. Uh, he's, he played a little bit of winter ball, but this is, you know, a guy who hasn't played in the big league since May, last May. So uh, I think he's going to need some time to uh, probably get in shape, get his legs under him, get his swing down. So it's going to be interesting to see what, how much he has left and just when, you know, the, the Indians turn him loose in, in games. Is there – you know, last year they brought Mike Napoli back as sort of a, a tryout, like a showcase for other teams or whatever, and they, they worked him in slowly and he got in. He wasn't like the featured – DH in, in any of their, their, their big lineups or whatever. Is that sort of the, the same kind of role that they're imagining with Haley Ramirez? Well, you know, I think it might be a little different because, you know, what, like you were saying, you know, with Napoli, they were doing him a favor. He wasn't going to make the Indians last year. If anything, he was going to open the season in, in AAA, and they were doing him a favor to get him in a big league camp. And like you said, he, he's trying out for 29 different other teams with Ramirez. They want him to make the club. They need him to make this club. And I think he's going to get a lot more opportunities. You know, once he gets, is ready to play. I think he's, they're going to find out real fast about him. They're not, I don't think they're going to be dancing around this. They, they've got to, they've got to find out if he can, what just how much he has left in the tank. Well, one guy that they, uh, they definitely need to find out a little bit more about uh, right now. They, they know plenty about is Jose Ramirez uh, hitless in six spring training at bats uh, to this point uh, of the exhibition season. He's in the lineup again on Thursday uh, after playing on Wednesday, which is a, a bit of an unusual move for a veteran guy. But uh, it looks like they're trying to, to get him some more at bats and, and get him to work the kinks out early. And, uh, you know, the one thing the Indians didn't need to see happen was the slump that sort of dogged Ramirez through the end of last season to carry over into spring training and, and potentially the, the beginning of uh, this season, uh, they, they need to nip this in the butt. Yeah, I think they, they want to, you know, he'll be playing back-to-back, like you said, first time this spring. Uh, they want to, I, I would think they want to see him get going. And I would imagine Ramirez is pestering him to play. You know, he, he wants to get bats. He wants to, you know, just get it, you know, just get his, you know, just get the swing down. Um, I think he'll be okay. You know, the, the slump was concerning. It definitely was concerning at the end of the year, carried over into the ALDS. I think he went over 11. And uh, so I, I would think that's a little bit on his mind. It's hard to read what's on Jose's mind. Sometimes he's, he's always smiling, but you know, if, if you're a ball player and you know how the season ended, no one has to tell you, tell you that. And you want to get off to a good start and, I think uh, he gets a couple of hits. I think he'll relax. And, you know, I once saw, I once saw Andy Thornton go through a whole spring without a hit. The first, get, first regular season game with the Indians, he hits a home run, or maybe he hit two home runs. So, I mean, it, you know, let's not 
overreact to spring training. I mean, that's, that's, that's the, the biggest mistake you can do, but still, you know, in the back of his mind, I'm sure he, he would like to go like to have a two, you know, a two for three day with a couple, with a, with a, with a, maybe a, a couple of RBIs. I think that would go a long way to settling him down and, and the fans. I know the fans are already worried about it. Right. Yeah. I don't want to sound like, uh, you know, that guy, but you know, Ramirez is, <laughs> He's he's struck out with guys on base. He's he's grounded into double plays, a uh, double play with the guys on base with the bases loaded. You know, it, it, these are these are all symptomatic of you know a guy who might be you know pressing and all that. And again, it's a month before any of this is even relevant, but uh, it, it would sure put a lot of people's minds at ease if he went out there and had a couple of knocks and drove in a couple of runs. Uh, you know, sometime soon. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and I and he will. I think he's Joe. I think he's too good of a hitter just to disappear. I don't think he's going to drop off the map here. All right, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get into some questions. Uh, we had a, a few submissions from uh, from listeners, and uh, try to answer as many of those as we can. Okay, this this is an interesting one from Ryan Stefan from uh, Brexville. Do you think there's any internal debate? with the Indians on who's going to be the opening, <clears throat> who, who will be the opening day starter, Bauer or, uh, or uh, Kluber? Oh, you're just going to pass over the guy who you signed to an extension in the offseason too? You're not, <laughs> not even going to mention Cookie? Uh, <laughs> uh, you're talking opening day, uh, first game of the season or opening day? Of the yeah, home? opening day, opening day. Opening day, the, the first game of the season, you put the ball in Corey Kluber's hands and you don't even think twice about it. I, I, that's not even a question. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree, Joe. I think this is a – Two-time Cy Young winner, finished third last year. He's coming off a 20-win season, and I know Bauer's knocking on the door, and I know there's people that that are pushing for Bauer, but if you want to keep peace in the clubhouse, you got to <laughs> give the ball to Kluber, I think. All right, well, here's here's an even better question, Paul, and, and I'll throw this one right back to you. Who takes the ball for opening day 2020 for the Indians? Now, that's now that's a good question. That's a real good question. I, I would think – We'll, we'll see more. That'll be based more on per, this year, you know, performance this year. Let's see if, if, if Bauer has the season, you know, he says he's going to have and everyone thinks he's going to have. If he wins 20 and, and wins a Cy Young, then, you know, maybe then, then, it's, then it gets real, real interesting. And if he's still on the team. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> you're presupposing that Bauer or Kluber is going to be on the team. Yeah. Exactly. If, if I'm laying money right now, if you, pay, if you put a gun to my head and told me I had to lay money on a – on a pitcher in this starting five that's going to start hope, uh, the opening game of the 2020 season for the Indians, I'm saying Carrasco. That's no, easy, love that's you could be right. Because uh, I don't think either Kluber or Bauer is going to be on the team next year. <laughs> well, I think at least one of those guys has got to be on the team. But I, I, I don't, I, I, I'm with you. I think if this goes bad, you know, if they're, if they're out of it mm-hmm. come, come the middle of July, there's going to, people, there's going to be people flying out of, off this roster. I, I, the, the rebuild will really take take root then, and and it'll be a quick one too. Yeah. Uh, All right. Okay, we've got. Uh, let's see. This is from Ed uh, Wittenberg from Cleveland Heights. Um, I think the tribe made a major mistake by throwing by uh, trading uh, Eric Gonzalez now with Lindor hurt. They need a shortstop. And you could have slid Gonzalez right in there, and uh, he might not have been. He might be lacking offensively, but you know, you know, he could have played good defense. 
what you know so what do you think about that joe yeah i i i mean i don't think it's a major mistake uh, and i don't think uh, i look at what they got back they got back a piece of something they needed which was a right-handed bat in the outfield they don't necessarily have a lot of those uh jordan luplo uh, he might be a fourth outfielder on pretty much every other team in the big leagues but uh you know he he has a very good chance of you know at least making the club as an outfielder this year. Uh, Gonzalez, I don't think he was ever going to hit enough to be a, a consistent everyday type player. He's, he's, he, he can play what all four spots on the infield now. Yeah. Uh, he can he play all over the place. Base. Uh, so his versatility is, is in, incredibly high, but uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good glove guys out there that you can, you yeah. can get. And uh, you know, and, Gonzalez was was going to eventually become cost prohibitive as well as a, as a utility guy. Yeah, I think you're right there. You know, as much as I liked uh, Gonzalez, I really liked him. I thought he was going to be a good player. I, I think it's going to be interesting. He's going to get a chance to play in Pittsburgh. And if he has a good spring, he might be the opening day shortstop. So, so that'd be fun to see. Uh, but I think there's a lot of guys in camp that can do exactly what, what he, he would have done. You mm-hmm. know, Eric Stamets is a good glove guy. Uh, uh, Flaherty has, has played there. Um, you know, Mike Freeman is laid up, right, with a bad knee right now. Right, so right. he's not playing. But uh, Max Moroff, you know, so I think there's guys that if, if Lindor isn't ready, I think there's guys that can go out there and make the routine plays and, uh, you know, not do anything to hurt the team uh, defensively. Now, offense, right. they're, offensively, obviously, it's going to be a big drop from uh, Lindor. Right. And, uh, you know, they're very high on Yu Chang, but it almost looks like they're trying to make him more of a third baseman as well. I think he, he was in one spring training game so far and, and booted a ball at shortstop. And I think that led to a big inning when he, oh, you know what? He booted that ball in the, uh, the eighth inning against, uh, was it Arizona? And it led to that, that big, like nine run. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. So, uh, not saying that that means anything, but, uh, you know, Yu Chang might need a, a little more time to develop at, at that position. And hey, you know, beyond Lindor and beyond 2021, they've got organizationally a lot of hitting depth, a, a bunch of, you know, it's, it just seems like they've got a half dozen young shortstops coming up through the farm system that are all plus hitters. Uh, you know, and if, if, God forbid, Francisco Lindor decides he wants to just stay pat and, and move on, uh, you know, they, they've got organizational depth with, with guys that can, can really hit the ball. A lot of Eric Gonzalez's basically yeah. uh, in, the, in the organization right now. Okay. This is from George Davis. Uh, now that the Indians have signed uh, Hanley Ramirez, does that mean uh, they're about to sign Julio Franco? <laughs> oh, jeez. I think he was having a little. He was yeah, having a little having fun, a little with, fun with us. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I think, I, you know, I think Julio yeah. Franco might be a better hitter than than Hanley Ramirez right now, and Julio's got to be like fifty. Oh, over. God. He's he's way more than fifty. He's, yeah. he's got to be in his sixties. Uh, well, I can I can look that up right now. Uh, yeah, Hanley looks a little. Hanley shaved off the uh, the dreadlocks. He, he he can wear a normal baseball cap now. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but I think. Uh, you know, I think Hanley. I think it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's you know, a gamble we're taking. I think you know, with Hanley Ramirez, I think it's you know, 
if you if you need somebody in the middle of the lineup, take a look. It's, if he makes a club, it's only a million bucks, you know. So only a million. Only, yeah. That's that's what you say when it's not yours. Uh, Julio Franco, age sixty, right now. Sixty, so. yeah, yeah. Julio could still. Julio Franco, age sixty, probably looks like he's about twenty-five. So yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I still remember when he came back uh, for the last time with the uh, with the Indians in the in the nineties and and was was out there hitting the ball. I just I just marveled at the fact that he was still playing. It was amazing. Yep. And one more from Mark uh, Sermon from, uh, I think, Stowe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, want, he, you know, he, he was talking about uh, – he wanted to know what a super two player was. You know, when you're uh, – like Trevor Bauer is going to be eligible. Uh, after this season, he'll, he'll become eligible for arbitration for a fourth year. Fourth year. Mm-hmm. And, he, uh, and usually it's – you know, usually – it's only three years if you if you go three, you know if you you usually the uh, you're, you're eligible. Every player that has three years in the big leagues is eligible for arbitration after that year. But right. the super two category is if if you fall into the upper twenty percent of players with more than two years and less than three years, that makes you a super two player. And that's you know they always the cutoff is is. You know, there's, I think it's 181 days, maybe 172 days constitute a big league season. And it, that's, you know, the cutoff date is somewhere around, you know, your service time. Right. It's all based on your service time. And if, if, if a guy was, was called up maybe early in his first year right. and spent uh, uh, the majority of the season that year with the team, but necessarily didn't qualify that didn't fall under that that full year of service time that that's when you start getting into you know oh this guy could be a super two that's why you see guys uh why you see teams hold off on calling up their their big time prospects it's to save that extra year of yeah of eligibility with them like they did that with with chris bryant uh cubs did and 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 you saw that with lindor in 2015 yeah so it's usually like the cutoff is usually, I'd say, two years, and it goes 130 to 140 days, something like that. Right. If you have that, those are the guy and the guys that are right on the edge that that are eligible for Super Two. All right. Well, uh, you know, keep the questions coming in, guys. Or uh, we'll answer as many as we can uh, as as spring training progresses. Uh, the Indians heading into uh, the weekend, you know, look like they're. Uh, you know, starting to to get things, you know, getting guys in uh, more regularly. Like you said, Jose Ramirez playing uh, the second game of a uh, back-to-back. Um, we haven't seen Jason Kipnis. We saw Jason Kipnis, I think, only once. I, I'd, I'd be curious to find yeah. out what's uh, what's up with Kip because he's he's got two hits and two at-bats, and then yeah, we know again. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's a uh, well, uh... – be, uh, that's a good question for somebody to ask Tito. <laughs> yeah, and we saw – well, there you go. And uh, we saw Jake Bowers hit his first home run as a Cleveland Indian as well. So, uh, Yeah, that was know. good to see, Joe, because I think he was – it looked like he was pressing to me. You know, he's trying to make an impression. Finally, so he hits one out, and let's see, maybe he can relax now, take a deep breath and just settle into camp. And, uh, and we haven't really seen a lot out of uh, a guy like Matt Joyce, um, who, who's – you know, been out he's there. getting a lot of playing time. He's in yeah. there today. You know, he's in there again. So they're giving him a chance. So hopefully he takes advantage of it because they could certainly use a kind of a veteran guy out there in the outfield. 
All right. Well, we're going to take advantage of a break here as we talk to you again next week on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Paul, uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right, Joe. Thanks, man.